Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Final week of August. We have a college football game or two under our belts. And now we get ready for the start of the college football season in earnest. Welcome to a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Alongside Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Miss Bree will produce the broadcast today. And as we have every Monday, we bring in the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, to talk with us. His appearance sponsored by Lake Area Metal Solutions, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. Coach, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, uh, look, a- anytime you play an in-state rival, a big rival like that, your job is to win the game. And, you know, sometimes it may not have been the prettiest thing, but the most important thing was getting the win, wasn't it? Oh, certainly, Steve. Uh, I tell you what, I sort of anticipated a, a, a tough game, a close game. You know, everything led up. Uh, our team, uh, we had a lot of praise over the summer. It's going to be this, that, and the other because we finished so strongly last year. Uh, nothing negative ha- had happened on the field. And uh, Miami's a good team. Hey, they were fourth in the nation in defense last year. And they have really got good defensive players. And, uh, you know, they're a little bit lacking uh, offensively, maybe in the line and so forth. But uh, they got good players, and uh, they they played tough. And, and we knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, fortunately, the ball bounced our way a few times and uh, got, got uh, you know, some good calls or what have you, and uh, we were able to hang in there and win the game. But uh, anyway, it's good to get that one behind us, and I'm sure the coaches got a lot of coaching and yelling at the guys to do. <laughs> uh, I know we can tackle better than we did, and I thought Felipe was not that bad at all. He'd made some be- – that throw to Josh Hammond was a beautiful throw. They were actually in a three-deep coverage, and Josh sort of, instead of going straight down the middle, he went down the hash a little bit, and Felipe hit him perfectly down there to get, you know, down to about the eight, nine-yard line. And then uh, when Pitts caught that little quick screen out there, they had about five guys, and uh, our, our receivers blocked beautifully, and he got down to about the two-yard line, and Felipe took it in the next play. So we had a lot of good plays in the game, and uh, I'm sure our coaches are, are ready to do some, some serious uh, more coaching. But give Miami credit. They're a pretty good team. You know, sometimes when you you got to play on, nobody's open, and quarterback has to hold it a minute. That's just good defense. Uh, those guys can play defense also. So uh, hopefully you know, we, we can learn by our mistakes and get ready to move on and really improve as the season progresses. Yeah, Coach, when you look at a game like this, obviously it's a different type of opener, playing a quality opponent. Uh, you're actually starting earlier than normal, whether that had anything to do with it. But, you know, we, in my opinion, going to that game, the only way that Miami had a chance is turning it over. And obviously we had four turnovers. They only had one. But we had a lot of adversity. And I remember you telling the team before games, good things are going to happen, bad things are going to happen, just keep playing. I felt like we did keep playing, and, and we did get some breaks here and there. But uh, this is where, as a coach, you can get the tape, and it's a lot easier to, to coach up guys when you win a game like that because they, did, sure. give, they did give great effort. <laughs> it's always good to win when you got a week off, too, to uh, – uh, we, we don't play again for two weeks, so uh, we got a victory. So we're not 
sitting around here pouting about what if that or the other, and it was good. But I tell you what, Miami did have something to celebrate every time they got a turnover. I tell you, that turnover chain come popping out, and you think they just won the national championship the way all those guys celebrated. Uh, I tell you what, sometimes I wonder why in the world that you do something like that. I remember Coach John Wooden, uh, who was my favorite coach of all time, he said, no excessive celebration and no excessive dejection. And, man, the way those guys celebrate that uh, turnover chain, uh, I don't know. It, that doesn't make sense to me, but uh, that's what they do. Steve, uh, a lot's been said about uh, this This game had uh, huge television numbers. So that tells me mm-hmm. we're going to see a week zero, you know, continuing. Um, is there anything to what some people are saying that part of the sloppiness of this game was – the early time it was played, or do you just, you know, adjust your practices accordingly? Well, sometimes you get a sloppy game, and sometimes you get a good game. So I don't, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, if you look for excuses on, well, it's the first game ever, but you know, everybody's been practicing uh, for basically three, four weeks, and uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes you have a sloppy game in the middle of the year. Uh, but, you know, it could be something to that. I'm not sure. But i tell you one thing. Steve Hogan and the uh, Citrus Bowl or Capital One Bowl or Camping World Stadium people, they did a super job of putting this thing together. That place, you talk about an atmosphere for a college football game. Man, I just sat up there and looked around. I couldn't find an empty seat. It was a full house, everybody going crazy. And the Miami fans, they were yelling and screaming. They they came to show up for their team, too. So it was, it was just a big-time atmosphere atmosphere and uh, it was amazing to be there and just watch the game see but i don't know how much you know the gators didn't run a whole lot they did not have a great running game you, you think the offensive line still might be a little bit of a work in progress uh they i thought they played uh okay i thought they played pretty decent to tell you the truth uh i tell you what uh the offensive linemen around the country they can't block these defensive players that are fast and quick and coming off the edge. Uh, you know, you need a little help. You need a little tight end or running back bumping them somehow or, or get your run bank game going. And that's just a fact of life all over the country. And almost every team we play, they're going to have some defensive linemen that can come. And uh, we got them that can come too. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it seems to be a problem everywhere. And, uh, of course, Shane will tell you, you can only ask your, and I can tell you, you can only ask your players to play the best they can. And it's difficult for these offensive linemen, not even, not just here, but everywhere, everywhere to, to block these defensive guys that are so quick and fast and strong now. So uh, you got to mix the run game in there. You got to play action. You know, we all know what you got to do, uh, but sometimes it's not all that easy to do it. Well, Coach, uh, we thank you for being here. Uh, we will see you tomorrow and look forward to having you again here tomorrow. Okay, and i tell you one thing. Uh, Rory McElroy yesterday, did y'all watch any of that, Shane? Yes, sir. I actually he watched a little bit of it, too, yeah. I, I tell you, John Wooden would love him. Every time he made a birdie, instead of jumping up in the air and throwing his fist, he did, he did a, about a six-inch little, I, all right, I got that one, and then move on to the next though. But he was a pitcher of concentration and displayed beautifully the whole game. And, you know, he, he's an example of how he's supposed to compete, Rory McIlroy. And he, he's going to be a force, I think, for, oh, many, many years because he's probably the best player out there. But I just liked his demeanor as he was competing for a, a big title, a lot of money, but uh, the way he handled himself all through it. 
And uh, hopefully everybody can learn from watching those guys that win a lot, okay? All right. Steve, thank you. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. You got it. Thank you. Steve Spurrier with us, courtesy of Lake Area Metal Solutions, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. He doesn't miss a thing, does he? No. Um, I actually did watch a little bit of that yesterday. Um, And, you know, Rory's been... A little up and down, mm-hmm. and with Kepka there, you're thinking, eh, but give McElroy credit. He, he did well. Uh, okay, we will uh, open phone lines in just a minute because what I'm going to do is uh, go through some of the emails, uh, and there were a lot. I'm going to announce the winner of the scoring contest yeah. first. Well, you want to do that? I've, sure. al- I've already emailed him and told him okay. the directions, but it was Robert M. He picked 2320. Gators. Pretty close. Very close. All right. So I'm going to go through these. And Shane, when I do, comment as you will. Uh, Colonel Tom says, hangover from last year. Franks regressed. O-line couldn't run block. DBs all need work. Coverage and especially tackling. The DNs won the game. Mullen needs to be better. Love the no-quit attitude. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just say this. I don't think people that have never been on teams understand how hard it is to win a game. Okay, that is the object of the game is win it. We had a ton of adversity in this game. Now, granted, a lot of it we did ourselves, but we kept playing, and eventually we made the plays to win the game. That's all that matters. You can say Felipe Franks is going to be the quarterback as long as he is enrolled at the University of Florida. People need to realize that. He's going to have – he. I actually went back and watched the, the end zone copy so I could see what he was seeing. Now, granted, it's still from up high. <laughs> he only had about three bad plays. Uh, he made some phenomenal throws. Some, he only got sacked once, Steve. Everybody was worried about us being able to block him. Now, we didn't run block great, but I don't have a problem with that. He got rid of the football. He made a couple bad reads. The one interception, I'm not sure who he was throwing to. Uh, so, say that's a bad throw. The second interception was horrible. I think he would tell you that. But I'm shocked that Dan called that play. Okay? So I believe Dan would probably say he made a mistake as well. But the team overcame it. We didn't tackle well. That's my only concern coming from the game. We got great defensive backs. I think people think that the other team will never complete a pass against us. I honestly believe that. But they give scholarships. They have people that watch tape. And the kid played very well for Miami at quarterback under heavy duress. Uh, heavy duress. You know, I mean, he completed a lot of screens, but he completed a dig route. He stepped up in the pocket, fired it into the zone, and it was a, a good play. You got to tip your hat. Miami made a good play. The kid executed it. Mike says the worst tackling and secondary play in the over 60 years of being a Gator fan, the worst play calling, except for the Missouri game since Mullen's been here, the Gators are a very undisciplined team. I don't. I don't. I would like to know what play calling he's referring to. I, I saw just like knowing what you know the down and distance situations. The only play call that I questioned was when we stopped them. It's twenty four twenty with four minutes to go. The bubble screen and go that we called. That's the only one. I think a lot of people are questioning the third down call inside the ten yard line when it was third and nine. If people look at the tape and understand football, it's a numbers game. We were in a tight end right, three receivers set to the left. They had eight defenders from the center to the left, three defenders to the right. We have a guard, a center, I mean, excuse me, a guard, tackle, tight end, and a running back. That's four blockers to their three defenders. You'll take that any time. 
we call it quarterback power, didn't work. Didn't block. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they blew us up. But you had the numbers. It was the right play call. Patty says, uh, team has work to do. Frank's still not there. like to know quit, especially after shooting ourselves in the foot so often. How is it we couldn't hang on to fumble recoveries? At least twice it appeared to me our guy covered the ball, had possession, and U.M. players were allowed to fall on the player and dig it out. When is the ball down in those cases? How come with all the strength training our players can't hang on to when they have the possession? Well, I don't know why we didn't recover it. They put the ball on the ground three times we re- and only lost one of them. Uh, we didn't recover any of ours. But I, I'm, a, I'm not going to sit here and defend the quarterback, but I am because I know how hard it is to play the position. He did not play that poor. I, I think people look because of the last interception. That was, that was bad. He would admit it. The coach would admit it. But other than that, he played pretty well. Derek says, I know it's the first game. Do you think Felipe brings anything to the table that Trask or Jones doesn't? His indecision continues to be an issue. If either of the other two are better at reading the field, we need to see them on the field. You will not see them, so people need to get over that. He is the quarterback here. Okay. Lee in Lake City, I can't do the whole thing. Uh, tell me how any of the following are part of the Gator standard. Uh, the starting Gator quarterback is allowed to walk up and down the sideline to yell at opposing fans. On fourth and 34, which should be the final chance for Miami to pull out a win. Gator DB should allow the catch and then tackle short. Uh, Dean hitting the quarterback out of bounds to extend a drive. That was a, he was pushed in the back. Allow a kicker to not only pick up a first down on a fake, but having Houston hit the kicker way out of bounds. Allow a running back on a short kickoff, a run back on a short kickoff, which is dumb football. After a great sack, Kyrie Kimmel gets into it with the back judge, receives an unsportsmanlike penalty. There, there were, but I, I don't think people understand. Sometimes you cannot, you, you, you're running, these guys are running four fours. And they're running, and then you get pushed in the back and you hit a guy out of bounds. That should not have been called, that one. Now, you, some of the celebration stuff, I, I agree 100%. But one thing you cannot – our kids played hard, and that's one thing you can't coach. And the effort was there. I, I think – have you ever seen a football team play a perfect game, Steve? No. Okay. I, I, I just don't – I don't get it. I was just as frustrated watching the game as any other Gator fan – but like I said on the show leading up to it, the only way this game is going to be close is if we turn it over. Well, folks, we turned it over four times. If we are we're ahead seven to three from our own nine yard line, we run zone and Felipe pulls it, trying to throw a slant, which was a walk in touchdown to Grimes. But P. Ryan clamped down on it, so fumble. If we score, make it fourteen to three. Blowout city is coming. But we let the, uh, uh, a team not as good as us hang around. I, I will say this, and, and I know you know, people can say what they want about Felipe Franks. Here's the only thing I do not like. Kind of what Coach Spurrier said, okay? We're, we're older school. Mm-hmm. Kids are different today. And, and that's not, I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just the fact, okay? But, you know, folding your arms and you know, jawing with fans and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Stop it. Just stop it. First of all, you're not that good. So just stop it. Okay, go play your game. That's what, you know, I, I can understand last year, you know, shushing the home crowd because, you know, what? He, all right, you did it, great. But it doesn't mean now you have to do that all the time. Play your game. That's That's what you should do. If you want to be a leader of a team, then that's what you do. You don't let those things bother you. That would be my only 
criticism. The rest of it we can talk X's and O's. 12-16, time check brought to you by Hayes. Chiller, we'll open the phone lines. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN.